This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, we're going to heat things up for you here on this Monday. Don't you worry. I know some of you had some pipes frozen. Maybe your pipes are still frozen. Uh, some of you were out of power for a significant stretch over the weekend, but thankfully there were some incredible linemen out there, uh, out there braving this uh, severe sub-zero temperatures to get the power back on uh, for some of you out there. And some of you were just, uh, you were just cozy, and you had the fireplace going, and you had heat working, and you were thanking God for natural gas and coal power and more. Uh, but uh, we're going to heat things up for you this morning. We got uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. He's joining us later uh, this morning. Uh, joining us on Monday today instead of on a Tuesday. Normally he joins us on Tuesdays, but uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. Told you we're heating things up. We are going to be out at On the Rocks uh, restaurant and bar in Warden, Montana. It's supposed to be just an incredible new restaurant. Uh, we're going to be out there. Uh, our friends at Nemot Communications have a big announcement they're making and a big uh, uh, kind of town hall meeting taking place uh, Tuesday night in Huntley. And so, so they're going to join us for part of the morning as well, talking about the big news, talking about their announcement ahead of that town hall meeting. But, uh, yeah, Montana Talks live from On the Rocks. Montana Talks On the Rocks tomorrow. Some of you feel like uh, you had extra ice. You've been on the rocks all weekend long. But, uh, yeah, so uh, so we're going to have phone lines open for you. or Not phone lines. Phone lines will be open for you uh, here this hour of the show uh, and later this morning. But uh, tomorrow we're going to have the microphones open for you. So, uh, so, you know, just like how anybody can call into this show oftentimes here on, on Montana Talks. Well, tomorrow, Tuesday's show, uh, anybody can show up. We're going to have microphones open from 6 to 10 in Warden, Montana at On the Rock. So come down and see us. Or if you want to send anybody our way, if you've got a friend that you're like, man, I got a friend out near Warden and uh, they'd be they'd be somebody great to talk on the radio. Or, uh, we'll send them our way. The microphones are going to be open tomorrow. So uh, uh, all morning long, of course, we'll have some special guests that are going to be there with us. But if you want to come join us, you want to send somebody our way, please do. Uh, I was going to save this one for John Jackson later this morning. Uh, but we, we can uh, we can re-rack it at some point here. But I, I think given the weekend that we've all been experiencing here in Montana, I think Dr. Evil speaks for us all. freezing in here, Mr. Picklesworth. Oh, it's freaking freezing in here, Mr. Biggle, Mr. Bigglesworth. I thought about that cat uh, because uh, speaking of cozy fireplaces, uh, God bless natural gas and the people that uh, that produce it for us. Uh, you, you know, a little natural gas uh, electric fireplace in my house, and and the cat, uh, our cat, was just like sprawled out, just loving life on Saturday morning, and I was like, man. What an incredible country we live in to think about the, the miserable cold that is out there and somehow we can all survive it. Somehow we can all still be uh, comfortable and cozy and, until some of you are out checking on cows in this kind of weather. I get it. Or uh, fixing power lines in this kind of weather. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I sent out this tweet and the environmentalists knew I was talking to them with this one, too. I said, man, my cat sure loves natural gas, and so do we. I didn't add that part, but they knew what I was pointing out. These are the people that want to shut down the gas plant in Laurel, for Pete's sake. Here is your Montana news. A Billings man has been sentenced to 25 years in prison for his role in a large drug network. This trafficking ring involves the Crow and Northern Cheyenne Reservations, Billings, Washington State, and a Mexican cartel. 
Roderick Puddyhawk had pled guilty to meth possession with intent to distribute and firearm possession. He participated on a large scale by picking up pounds of meth from sites on the Crow Reservation to spread there and the Northern Cheyenne and the Billings area. Color 8 reports Puddyhawk also supplied to other dealers. He worked with suppliers in Washington who are connected to a cartel in Mexico. This trafficking conspiracy happened for all of 2022 through March 2023. One frequent location he used was Spear Sighting. Honey Hawk is one major player among about two dozen defendants in this conspiracy. The investigation and subsequent arrests are the results of the collaboration with federal, local, and tribal law enforcement. One network busted up another network. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. News. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, the environmental wackos and the Montana Democrats that want to shut down the natural gas-fired power plant in Laurel, Montana. They want to stop the thing from getting up uh, fully up and running. Boy, you know what? Every single one of them should be put on notice today. They should be put on the record. Every single one of these TV stations and these newspapers in Montana should be going out and demanding that they respond uh, to this cold weather, demanding that they be held accountable for trying to turn off the heat, for trying to turn off the lights. And for trying to drive, not just trying to drive up the cost of uh, electricity, but for actually doing just that. Uh, For those of you that are Northwestern Energy uh, customers, the the, the radical enviros and 16 years of Democrats controlling the governor's office, they forced this this Green New Deal uh, type of energy on Montana. And and it's 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 been a train wreck. Uh, we, we went from being a net exporter of power to at times having to import power and buy power on the spot market. So people are paying more and it raises re- uh, long term reliability concerns. So Northwestern Energy now is doing the smart thing. They're building a natural gas fired power plant in Laurel. And yet they, they, they several of the Democrats and their environmental uh, wacko backers are trying to shut that power plant down. In fact, uh, you know, one of the, the latest uh, filings in the courts uh, trying to shut down the the, uh, the gas power plant in Laurel is is uh, the Bussey family, which is the Democrat candidate for governor. His own family is part of the effort to try to shut down the natural gas pe- uh, uh, plant in Laurel. Uh, just absolutely insane. But speaking of radical environmentalists, uh, uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines triggered uh, the environmental wackos over the weekend, which includes uh, some in the so-called Montana media and uh, and several Democrats on Twitter. He says he said this via Twitter uh, on Saturday morning. It's a bit chilly this morning. Could use a little global warming. Uh, And then he shared a screenshot of the uh, of the weather. Forty four below zero at Bozeman Yellowstone International Airport, 733 in the morning on Saturday morning. And Bozeman wasn't even the coldest place on Saturday morning. Uh, The coldest place in Montana wasn't just the coldest place in Montana on Saturday morning. It was the coldest place in the entire country, in the contiguous United States. 
So what was the town that was the coldest place uh, in the contiguous United States? Bruce and Ennis, you don't get to answer this one. I know you've already got the answer. I saw you shared the story on Facebook. So, so Bruce, you already know the answer. For the rest of you who, who didn't already see this story on our Montana Talks website or, uh, or, or see it on social media or elsewhere, but... Uh, yeah, we were we were breaking cold weather records left and right this weekend, but at fifty nine below zero, Chester, Montana, Chester, Montana, the big winner, ding 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 ding, <laughs> if you want to call it that, and then and then I think Haver and Opine got to split the title. It was a split title on Sunday morning, uh, but uh, yeah, on Saturday the warmest place in the contiguous United States was Pompano Beach, Florida. Florida, I'm sorry, I pronounced that wrong. It's not Florida. It's Florida at 87 degrees. By the way, I heard from our friend uh, Captain Bruce in Florida. He's in Orlando. He said he got down to 50 degrees in Orlando. So uh, so that's very cold weather for Orlando, Florida. But Pompano Beach, 87 degrees on Saturday. Meanwhile, as I told you, Chester, Montana, 59 below zero. And I don't believe that's the wind chill because there were colder wind chills than that. Uh, Chester, Montana, recording 59 below zero. The National Weather Service office in Caribou, Maine. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Caribou, Maine, or, or is it more Swahili? Is it Caribou, Maine? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, they shared that from the National Weather Service office in Caribou, Maine. And then on Sunday, Caribou is back. Welcome, uh, Caribou. And so was Montana with the coldest towns in the contiguous United States yet again. Sunday morning, the coldest towns uh, were 44 below, below zero at Haver and then 25 miles west of Opine. So 25 miles west of Opine. I wonder if that's where our family used to have a, have a spread out there. I think we were south of Opine. I've, I, I got to go find. You know, I know where my family's homestead was on the western side of the state here in Irata, but I need to pinpoint the actual location in the eastern side of the state. Record low temperatures based on preliminary numbers were also set on Sunday morning at the Bozeman, Dillon, and Haver airports. According to the National Weather Service office in Great Falls, Haver's old record of 43 below was set back in 1907. But what was Haver in 1807? What was Haver in 1707? What was Haver in 1607? What was Haver in 1507? Oh, the records don't go back to 1807, oh, in 1707, in 1607. So think about this, what is really a short time span. I mean, I know like, I know, 120 years sounds like a really long time, but in terms of what's going on on planet Earth, it's a really short timeline to be uh, judging things, isn't it? I mean, golly, I mean, if the global warming back in 1907 was 43 below, and now the global warming is 45 below... A uh, hundred and, what, 15, 20 some years later, uh, man, uh, what's the global warming going to be like in 100, another 120 years? That's what I'm wondering. Bozeman's record of 30 below was set back in 1947. Bozeman was 35 below Sunday morning. And Dylan, Dylan set their 23 below record back in 1950. Dylan was 27 below on Sunday. So that dang global warming, I'll tell you what. Uh, the National Weather Service office in Missoula was also warning of ice jams. And then the, the National Weather Service office in Billings was reporting that there was a tempagami. What's a tempagami? Sounds like a good side dish at a Japanese restaurant. We'll tell you what a tempagami is after this, and then get into the other big news of the day. Plus, you can call 294-0970. 
Hey, I know Monday is a holiday. Some people are going to be taking the day off, but we're going to be fully up and running here with Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. Big week coming up ahead, following a big week of some big business news, a new ammo manufacturer coming to Glendive, a gun manufacturer coming to Helena, Montana, some big news in the past week, what's coming up in the week ahead. Big show coming up Monday, Montana Talks. We take a statewide from 9 to 10. We take your phone calls. You can message us on the app and much more. Good Monday morning. It's time for the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network. I'm Wayne Nordland, and I hope everyone is safe here this morning. After some brutal last few days of cold temperatures, quite a few power outages depending on the region. I hope everyone has stayed safe while out doing chores. And for those of you that are calving, I hope everything is as good as it can be during these weather events. And speaking of calving, you know, in a perfect world, the females in our cow herd would get pregnant in the first 21 days of breeding season. Calving unassisted in nine to nine and a half months and wean a calf six to seven months later. Not only are we not hitting that perfection point, but our network's Haley Ship says we're getting further away at the get-go. What do I mean by that? Further away from the start. Well, when you look at the calf crop percentage, so that is the number of calves weaned divided by the number of cows exposed, that has been on the decline for the past 37 years, according to data pulled by Dr. Daryl Peel with Oklahoma State University. But why? We're focused more on genetics than ever. We've got a ton of information when it comes to nutrition, and yet we are not weaning as many calves in the beef industry for each exposed cow as we were clear back in 1986. I had to dial up Dr. Rachel Endicott, former beef cattle specialist with Montana State University, and now a fellow gone home to the rancher. Some of that, if we look at that same time, kind of time period, I think there's a lot, been a lot of change in what we've demanded of the cattle. We've got some serious cow size changes. We've got some serious milk production increases, lots of performance, lots of growth. And I don't know is that we could say that our forage base or, you know, what we're, you know, pasturing or feeding those cows has changed as dramatically in those four decades. So the number is 1986. The calf crop percentage was just over 90 percent. As of 2022, it was just shy of 85 percent. I will say we have seen an uptick when we compare 2013 to the latest data from 2022. Dr. Endicott will be presenting this topic at Montana's Next Generation Conference January 27th in Shelby. Visit westernagnetwork.com for more. We growers of the north, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. We're excited to share that Northwest Farm Credit Services is now AgWest Farm Credit. AgWest is here to provide the financial services you need, a dedicated staff to understand your business, and a commitment to helping you grow your best future. It's how we've been serving farmers and ranchers for over 100 years. Grounded by tradition, inspired by possibility, call or visit agwestfc.com. Equal opportunity provider and employer, equal housing lender. 
USDA released its January crop production and world eggs by demand estimates report on Friday. And the department pegged final national average corn yield at a record 177.3 bushels per acre, all above the range pre-report expectations. Production was pegged at 15.34 billion bushels. The farm gate price was dropped a nickel to $4.80 a bushel. Ending stocks of wheat were lower at 648 million bushels, while farmers planted 34.4 4 million acres of winter wheat this fall, down 6% compared to last year. The farm gate price down a dime from last month at $7.20 a bushel. I'm Lane Northland, Western Ag Network. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. We've got uh, a, a Joe, uh, Joe Lester from the National Weather Service office is going to join us here at 640 once again, just to kind of give us a uh, kind of around the horn uh, what we saw over the weekend and what we're seeing once again overnight here heading into Monday morning. Uh, so that'll be coming up here in just a few minutes. And then, of course, uh, Evelyn Pyburn uh, uh, back to business in the seven o'clock hour. We'll be talking about the Iowa caucuses later with Ashley Smith Thomas and then John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter with us. In the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Tim and Savage, uh, the Joker on a Monday? It's like today is a holiday. Uh, that's right, Tim. Today is a, is a holiday, but we're up and running here with Montana Talks. And uh, although, you know, today is a holiday, I wonder if eventually the, the radical left is going gonna, is gonna to try to cancel the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Uh, because, see, the left now, they want, they want everything to be consumed by race. They don't want you to judge people by the content of their character. They want you to judge people by the color of their skin. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually the left tries to cancel MLK Day. I mean, you think I'm joking, but you just watch. In the years ahead, uh, you just watch. They will actually try to do it if they haven't already. Uh, into the phone lines we go. Nancy and Roundup first up this Monday. Nancy, what's going on? Well, it's really good to hear some human voices. I haven't been able to get out of my house all weekend. I'm telling you, I, I had uh, minus 29, and I got a brand-new $200 car battery. The car's dead, and my I'm telling you, I lost one hand. I do have a frozen pipe in the kitchen for my cold water, but other than that, I survived. It's nice to have propane gas. And electric, and uh, that's all I got to say about that. So your power that's stayed awesome. on over the weekend. I was weird. I was I was wondering about you because I saw a bunch of folks uh, in the Roundup area. Uh, I know Fergus Electric was out keeping people updated, but a lot of people in your neck of the woods did lose power for a significant chunk of time yesterday. I think it was. Yeah, Fergus isn't me. I'm I'm in Northwest. Uh, we uh, Fergus is uh, different places here in uh, Muscatel County. So I had electric. Thank God. That's all I would have needed. Oh, not that. Yeah. But I tell you, I want to talk a little bit more about the division of the GOP party and also uh, what's going on in New York City with the illegals. Uh, this uh, GOP uh, Republican division, uh, you know, is very upsetting. And uh, you know, Mike Johnson, he just. Uh, made a new uh, debt bill that cut $16 billion in expenditures, and it didn't cut anything that uh, working American families uh, depend on, which is great. 
And uh, we heard some criticism, uh, particularly from uh, Senator Chip Roy. And, you know, he is a uh, fanatic uh, conservative. As a matter of fact, the uh, Republican Party are considering him a thorn because he's always got something bad to say about Donald Trump and Mike Johnson, and uh, nothing uh, ever seems to make him happy. And Matt Rosendale, of course, picked up on this. So hopefully uh, the GOP can please stay together and work together so we can get some more power so, so that the House Speaker does have more power over our debt. Well, I, I hope big picture they can force action on our border. Hold that thought. Fox News, MCJ Papa, a share of 40 delegates up for grabs for the candidates in Frigid, Iowa, based on their performance. The Iowa Republicans gathered to perform the engaging, unique, and tedious process that are the caucuses. Of course, former President Trump has not spent much time in the state, given his recent schedule of court dates. The other GOP contenders have been trying to make up that ground. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, the wind chill brutal. The fact that we don't have any snow or winter storms, that's great news. But again, uh, some of these frigid wind chills will make it the coldest caucus on record. Fox senior meteorologist Janice Dean, the caucuses kick off at 8 p.m. Eastern. 136 Israelis still held hostage by Hamas, but the White House says that now is the right time for Israel to scale back its military offensive in the Gaza Strip. Israeli officials are not on the same page as the war reaches more than 100 days. America's listening to Fox News. All right, jumping back into the phone lines here with Nancy and round up the phone number for you, 294-0970. Yeah, Nancy, I, I, I don't like this spending deal that's been reached, uh, but I, I also understand that if Speaker Johnson doesn't have the votes, he doesn't have the votes. And when you've got it in... And fundamentally, what we are seeing is the Republican majority is so slim right now that if you lose just a handful of, of votes, you don't have any ammo uh, and you don't have a hill to fight from. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I agree with uh, Speaker Gingrich. I, I hope they reject this spending deal. I hope they at least force some border security measures. But uh, but at the end of the day, if, if you don't have the votes, you don't have the votes. So the, the GOP majority is so slim right now. What did you want to say about New York City as well? Okay, I wanted to uh, say that, uh, you know, after all week I listened to Montana Radio and after Tom and Shane on Saturday, I switched, I switched to a WABC New York City. And uh, the, the uh, illegal immigration uh, is really horrible there, especially in Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, the, the New Yorkers are telling that they're going out and they're coming home and they're finding illegals sitting in their house in their living rooms and kitchens. Uh, they've got all kinds of scams going on. They uh, are driving illegally in New York City and they're, they're slamming on the brakes and people behind them are hitting them and they're getting out of their car and demanding $500 or they're going to call the cops. And uh, New Yorkers are having uh, illegals show up at their house at any uh, all hours of the day and night. And they've got kids, and they always use kids as props, you know, and they're saying, we need this, we need money, we need that. And uh, it's come peeking out there, and uh, there's curfews now on the illegals. They can't leave uh, their camps wherever they're at. And, I, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of the panhandling and similar situations here in Bozeman, and, of course, the horrible mm-hmm. uh, tragedy of fentanyl on our, our Indian reservation. It's just, it's just terrible, and I'm hoping that things can will get better uh, after the next election and more border security. And uh, that I is agree. fascinating. I'm a little disappointed in, in Mike Johnson's bill, but what can 
can the man do? I mean, just like McCarthy, there's nothing else they can do. Well, like Chip Roy could be the Speaker of the House. Way. Chip Roy could be the Speaker yeah. of the House. Uh, or yeah, anybody could be the Speaker of the House. But if they don't have the votes, they don't have the votes. But no, no, that's fascinating insight you just gave, you know, just tuning in to, to talk radio in New York City just to see what they're talking about. Because, yeah, we're seeing it kind of from the 30,000-foot level, kids getting kicked out of school because the illegals were, were being moved, were moved in instead. But we don't hear about all of the other things going on. We've seen just a, a snapshot of the illegal alien, uh, you know, and what, what what happens on the ground here in Montana, the wrong way drivers arrested, drunk driving, driving the wrong way in the interstate, at least two of them in Bozeman. We've seen, like you say, the fentanyl and the meth and the increased youth gang violence and more coming from the Mexican drug cartels uh, in, in part as well. But, but we don't see all of these other things that New Yorkers are seeing. And so that, no, that's fascinating insight. Nancy, thanks for calling in and uh, and, and sharing that. And, of course, yeah, great, uh, always great to hear uh, Tom and Shane on Saturday mornings as well. Uh, coming up right after this, we're going to check in with the National Weather Service office in Billings, but we're going to do kind of an around the horn with the temperatures and more they've been seeing across the state. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I almost forgot about this. I almost forgot about this news over the weekend. John Kerry, the U.S. climate envoy, is stepping down from his official government position. Uh, (laughs) Apparently there's a lot more money to be made. Uh, talking about global warming uh, outside of government. So John Kerry is going to go back to flying private jets and uh, shaking people down for cash in the name of global warming. So, yeah, that's uh, John Kerry stepping down as climate envoy. Meanwhile, the Secretary of Defense is still on the job, apparently, uh, working remotely uh, from... Uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's move on here. Hey, lots to talk about this morning here on Montana Talks. The Iowa caucuses, you know... Donald Trump with a commanding lead in the polling heading into the Iowa caucuses. We're going to talk about that and more in about one hour with Ashley Smith-Thomas, the founder and CEO of Freedoms Fund USA. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Iowa caucuses work as well. It's not like your typical primary election that that we have here in Montana. It's got a little bit of a different format, different different flavor to it. And, And it's also interesting uh the whoever wins the iowa caucus isn't always necessarily a predictor of of who the republican presidential candidate is going to be uh but however in this case i think you know if donald trump is the clear leader i think given the fact that he uh you know has this incumbent like status to him that it makes the iowa caucus an even bigger deal uh, here in the next 24 hours. But uh, we'll get back to that coverage here in just a few minutes. But uh, first, we've got Joe Lester with the National Weather Service office in Billings on the phone lines right now. Joe, thanks for being with us here this morning. Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Morning. Uh, well, we, it looks like we were uh, breaking records left and right across Montana over the weekend. What uh, I guess just give us from your standpoint, what did, what did you see take place over the weekend and then on into this morning? Well, as you said, uh, it's been a few days. We've had this cold air mass originated uh, way up in the Canadian Arctic, settled in. And I think the, the most impressive thing, well, two things with, with this air mass is the magnitude of cold that we've seen and the number of 
days that we've seen it. As you said, it's, we're on like day four um, of some really cold temperatures. Today is the last day for that, but we've had many places across the state hit temperatures of minus 40 or colder, and then even a minus 51 at a co-op observer station up in Seiko, up in the northeast. And that was that was overnight. That was like this morning or, or last night, right? Oh, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This morning is cold, but it's not quite as cold as the previous two mornings. Yeah, and then on Saturday morning, did I read this right? I think it was the the Caribou, Maine National Weather Service office. Uh, they were they were sharing kind of the the warmest place in the contiguous U.S. and then the coldest place in the contiguous U.S. and they. They had Chester, Montana, with the coldest in the U.S. on Saturday at 59 below zero. And I don't even think that was with wind chill. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not familiar with that, if that was a temperature or a wind chill. I just, um, I would have to look into that. Yeah, no, no but, worries. Uh, but there were definitely places, you know, a lot of home weather stations, you know, people were reporting 45, 50 below. But as far as, you know, official reports from... You know, the airport stations, the fire stations, the carpet observers, you know, a lot of minus 40s, and then there's that 151 below up in Seiko. Yeah, that one's crazy. Uh, and then as for records that were b- broken, it looks like some record low temperatures based on preliminary numbers were set Sunday morning, Bozeman, Dillon, and Haver. Uh, yes, and not to be denied over here, Billings, uh, we also did. Uh, a lot of records, as you said, um, and just to, to put it into context, uh, we just, you know, we've set some records all around southeast, south-central Montana, but it's the coldest it's been since January of 97. These are the first records that we've set in January since 97. It's the coldest it's been in January since 1997, so the 27 years then. Yeah. Uh, and then we're getting, a, we got a little bit of snow, but uh, it, as things warm up later in the week, it looks like we've got more snow coming because I know folks have been very concerned about the lack of snow and, and the low snowpack thus far. Right. And one thing about the real cold is it's, it's typically you get that real fine snow with the real cold, but it is going to warm up a little bit. And there's a good chance of snow across the state and uh, maybe some significant snowfall for some areas uh, Wednesday into Thursday. And so that is something to pay attention to. And if you're out there, if you have travel plans, that's going to be something that could be impacting your travel. Yeah, it looks like uh, chances of four-plus inches of snow, I think I saw on your uh, NWS Billings uh, Twitter feed uh, uh, just a, right. f- a few minutes ago. I think I saw that. Yeah, so uh, so let's see. Snowfall Tuesday night to Thursday is what it's looking like, but it's it's kind of uncertain. Uh, is, is this weather pattern a little more uh, challenging to predict, uh, or, you know, what, what leads to that uncertainty over the next couple of days? Well, anytime you've got a cold air mass in place, there's a number of real finicky <laughs> things that happen that make it a little bit tricky, but it's also a lot of fun. Um, you know, as we start to warm up, we're going to have some wind and some blowing snow, and then the snow after that, Wednesday, Thursday, and so it's a very busy week of weather uh, with a variety of different things happening, but it does look like we're going to warm up. We'll see temperatures around Billings in southeast montana in the 30s or even 40s by next weekend so we're gonna we're gonna get out of this cold pattern here shortly yeah and then uh how soon before the severe cold comes back it seemed like last year uh man it was like 
starting around Thanksgiving on through the entire month of December, it felt like we were we were in severe cold last year. Sure, and that's really impossible to say right now. It's going to be below normal temperatures through Friday, then we'll warm up. But then beyond there for the next week to, you know, 7 to 14 days from now, it does look like we'll see above normal temperatures. And you always we're always watching for that next change in the weather and cold snap and so we just don't see that yet after this ends you know that that advance warning is so key as well because i mean there were people that lost power there were people in parts of montana i know in the fergus electric country they had linemen out working in that bitter cold yesterday to restore power and uh so uh uh, yeah that advance warning is is key what what other what all impacts were you guys hearing about directly over the weekend in terms of you know like i mentioned fergus electric had to had to fight to restore power to parts of their coverage area you know in muscle shell county and elsewhere and I think that's the main thing that we've seen around here is is power outages that can be real bad, obviously, with the cold. Uh, we haven't had enough snow to really have a lot of impacts to travel and whatnot, and that's, I guess, one positive from that. But, yeah, the cold and power outages, those are the that's been the main impact we've seen. Yep, interesting. You mentioned Seiko, Montana, with a record-setting low of minus 51 on Sunday morning an all-time record low for that location. I saw uh, the tweet from uh, the National Weather Service office in Glasgow. Apparently, the previous record was minus 50. That was set January 25th, 1969. Uh, and the record, but the, the weather records only go back to 1966 at Seiko. So it's not to say that it wasn't colder before then. That's just uh, the coldest uh, we had seen since since collecting records there. And that's exactly right, Aaron. And depending on the station, each station has a different period of record. For example, here at the airport in Billings, our records begin in 1934, but we have a co-op station at the water plant in, in town that goes back to the late 19th century. So whenever you hear a record, you really need to keep that in mind. Of what, when did that station come into being and when did that period of record begin? And, and, and how long have we been recording temperatures? Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like exactly. I, I was amazed that we even had temperature records going back to, I think it was 1907. It was that, and I think that was the Haver location. I, I must have been. But given the railroad, uh, the importance of the railroads in developing the High Line and, and the early days of Montana, that that would make sense why you'd have a weather station there. Yep, and it's pretty remarkable. There are some stations, some co-op observer stations that we've had for over 100 years, and you know that's that's a volunteer network and. There's a lot of dedicated folks out there that are keeping tabs on temperatures and precipitation for us. So we're real, we're real grateful for that. So when do we break above zero? And uh, is, it, is it not today yet, right, or maybe this afternoon? And here in Billings, we'll be right around zero today. Uh, and then up into the lower 20s tomorrow. So one more cold day, real cold day today. Then we'll be to the 20s. Uh, and again, somewhere near there on Wednesday and then warmer as we get to the weekend. All right. Joe Lester at the National Weather Service office. Thanks for the update this morning. Uh, thanks for keeping people informed. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Uh, our best to the day shift about to come on, and thanks to the night shift uh, uh, soon heading home. Uh, we're going to get back into your phone calls here right after this. In fact, I, I see we got Tim and Savage on the phone line. So, Tim, you'll be first up right after the break. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of the, the sub-zero temperatures and, you know, when are we finally going to get at least near zero I was I was gonna break out the snowblower late last night after some fresh snow fell, but I'm like, you know what, I ain't doing it. And I looked out the window; nobody else was doing it either. So, 
I'm going to wait till the show's over until we at least get some sunshine later this morning. And, and then, neighbors, then I'll get the snow off the sidewalk. In the meantime, I think you'll forgive me. All right, Tim and Savage coming up next. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You know, it's clear that a contempt of Congress charges the least of their worries. Jonathan Turley on Fox actually put it really well. He said the response to Hunter by the House should be short and simple. Toying with Congress may may have had recreational and political appeal, but it also has legal costs. And Hunter may be the president's son, but that does not, you don't get a mulligan on contempt. For most Americans, there are no legal mulligans. If you try to defraud the federal government for years and you don't pay your taxes, you don't get a do-over when you get caught. If you lie in a gun application and lose your gun in a trash can near a high school, you're not going to get sympathy from any federal prosecutor. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Heard non-tobacco rate class exam required to qualify. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, i got to say, I'm a little disappointed in Mondakistan. I'm a little disappointed in Savage, Montana. I didn't see Savage anywhere on the coldest temperatures in the state over the weekend charts. Tim, I'm very disappointed in you guys. What's going on out there? What are you guys doing? Are you flying uh, John Kerry's private jets to keep the temperatures up or what? No, no. See, we had lutefisk yesterday, and so with all that boiling water here, it took the temperature from 50 below up to 30 below, and we just completely went under the radar. You know, we just can't compete with Opine when we've got uh, high temperatures like that. Well, there you go. A little fatty fish it will keep anybody warm there. You know, you could have made lefsa in, instead. Uh, you could have, you know, used the hot pans to lefsa. You didn't have to boil lutefisk, but uh, I, I guess, know, I you know, know, you have it your way. <laughs> well, it's so Norwegian and Swedish Lutherans that insist on the Ludafisk. So. That's right. If, it, if it's going to be cold, it might as well smell bad, too. What the heck? <laughs> exactly. Well, what's going on today? What do you want to uh, yap about this morning? 
Well, you alluded to this just a little bit about half an hour ago, but just reflecting on what the purpose of today is, and I think you're, you're right on. I think that uh, it's going to get squashed because we can't have this sort of talk going on anymore. I mean, I've got I pulled up here the exact transcript of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, and I have a dream that on that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. I have a dream today. And that, that's absolutely opposite of what they want right now, on what the extreme left is doing. They want that DEI. They want people to be judged by their appearance, by their race, by their DNA, by all of these other things other than their character. Um, MLK Jr. has also said, uh, a dream that little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. And we just absolutely can't have that because if everybody sits together, then we can't have divisiveness. Then we can't draw these, put these wedges in between all those things that unite us. And I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but the, the spirit of MLK Jr. is going to be continue to be squashed by the radical left as they try to continue to divide all of us. Yeah, no, that's I, I, well said all around there. And thanks for, for quoting his actual words. No, because what, what was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream is the modern-day leftist Democrats' nightmare. Now, then again, it was their nightmare back then as well. Uh, but it, it remains so. I mean, look at they've, they've been on college campuses. They've been doing segregated graduation ceremonies. You had the mayor of Boston who had a segregated Christmas dinner where no whites were allowed. I mean, the, the Democrat Party that was the racist Democrat Party and the racist left of yesterday remains the racist left today. They're using race to divide Americans. There's, there's a great piece at thefederalist.com this morning by Kendall Qualls, uh, uh, who, who, who uh, is black, and has this headline, Leftists hate MLK because they care more about the color of skin than the content of character. But it also uh, shares some interesting numbers. You know, back in at 2002, at the start of this, uh, this century, a Gallup poll said that nearly 70% of Americans, black and white, rated race relations either good or very good back in 2002 but then of course the divisive barack obama who campaigned as if he was an mlk acolyte instead started dividing people along racial lines now only less than 44 percent of americans rate race relations as good or very good and they furthermore they, they work to squash religious beliefs uh, another paragraph from his speech I have a dream that one day every valley will be exalted. Every hill and mountain will be made low. The rough places will be made plain. The crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. And they don't want that. They don't want it together. And they don't want any talk about the Lord. They don't want any talk about the higher power that controls everything. All they want is to continue to divide us. So That's we need right. to lift up MLK Jr. and what he, he believes. Because that is where we need to be headed. Uh, well said. Tim and Savage, thanks so much for the phone call, and that's a great final word.